0: well hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the max danielson show i'm your host max danielson and joining me today we have a very special guest he is not only an author but he has well is the captain of the austin college baseball team mr cody goggins cody welcome to the show man
1: uh thanks for having me yeah it's gonna be fun here
0: (laughs) that's all right hey we like that um So it's tradition here on the show that I ask my guests what they do uh, here at Austin College or wherever they may be, and as well what their favorite sports teams are. All right. Well,
1: Brewers, of course, for baseball, have to be Packers for football. I respect that. I'm from Wisconsin. It's going to be that. Um, I'm majoring in business finance. I'm almost done. I just want to get done with college. Uh, But I am lined up to do military after uh, college, so... That. that's
0: awesome that's awesome all right what field to, or what branch of military are you going into uh
1: it really depends right now but it's probably either going to be marines or army it's leaning towards army but it just depends on how everything goes
0: i could definitely see you being a, a marine man i really can't do a good job i know it would. i know you i know you would man the month that i've been here or geez it's almost two months that i've been yeah, at austin you know. college you know i've learned you are number one a tremendous leader and number two, you just have the work ethic of a Marine. So I really like that about you. Um,
1: also, Koreans are kind of tasty. You never know. you, you got to try them out, man.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's jump right in with college football. Uh, the right. biggest game of last week was the Texas OU, the Red River Rivalry, uh, one of the biggest games in college football every single year. Yeah. That game ended with OU beating Texas by the score of 27-34. to 34. Texas honestly did better than I expected against OU. Um, their defense, of course, didn't get to come play at, come play, um, just because I know a lot of their defenders were out, so they had a lot of freshmen in. Yeah. Um, we were both working the football game here at Austin College while this game was going on. So I just want to hear your opinion on like the big Red River rivalry that happens every year well, and I how— mean-
1: I like seeing it. It's really fun, especially because they promote it, and there's usually always a good rivalry or good bad blood between the teams that makes it exciting. Uh, from the like the highlights that I saw though, like Texas's defense just straight up did not show up in the second 100%. half. One hundred percent. Yeah, and, J- and Jalen just like, yep, this is mine now, and just took over.
0: Now, who do you think do you think Jalen Hurts is going to win the Heisman? This is a trending topic that we have here on the talk show where we're talking about is it going to be Tua, is it going to be Jalen Hurts. So I want to hear, who do you think is going to win that Heisman?
1: Well, I, statistically they're pretty close, but honestly I think it's going to depend on the last couple games. Like who shows out for the last couple games, or if they play each other in a bowl, who wins. But it's it's really just going to come down to like the last week, just who's more clutch than the other one. And that's mm-hmm. going to be about it.
0: Now, do you see OU making the college football playoff? Because we probably know Alabama's going to make it again. They have probably arguably the best coach in college football, maybe even history with Nick Saban. So I don't know. Do you think Lincoln Lincoln Riley and his OU team is going to make it back to the college football playoff? Or do you think they're going to be in a really high bowl game?
1: Uh, Well, they got a really good shot to make the playoffs. I don't know if they will. Again, like I said earlier, it's going to depend on how clutch Hurts can be. But if he can come through, then they'll they'll make it there. I don't know where they'll go because those are just one-game playoff games to get to the next stage and anything can happen. But it would depend on who they'd play and if Jalen Hurts shows up or not.
0: Now, one thing, like I've said, that we do here and that most of the viewers have seen in the past episodes is that I ask my uh, guests their picks of each college football uh, game and – this game I didn't have on there because I thought just Georgia was going to blow out South Carolina. But it ended up being that South Carolina beat them by 3 points, to the score 27 or 20 to 17. Um overall, a really good showing for South Carolina and Georgia. Oh man, because I don't even know what to think of Georgia because now that you lose, I mean South Carolina always is always is a decent team for college football. But especially playing Georgia and Georgia just being a dominant powerhouse in college football, that doesn't really look good, especially if they want to make their mark back on the college football playoff.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, It was fun to see it. And, uh, like, I honestly felt that South Carolina was going to win the game at halftime uh, when I saw it, mainly just because, I mean, their quarterback was straight up carrying them. Georgia was playing okay, but they weren't playing their best. And I found out later that uh, South Carolina's quarterback, his brother had died uh, sometime that week or before. And, I mean, the guy showed up, and he played for his brother, and that just happened. That's an,
0: I mean, I love those stories so much. I remember one thing about me and you were Packers fans. So
1: if you <laughs> remember Favre. that Brett
0: Favre game yep. where his father died and just went out against the Oakland Raiders. 400 yards in the first half. It was, was amazing. Crazy. It was an amazing. And that's just the greatness of Brett Favre. Now... That's not in Dallas because no. he just could not win in Dallas uh, but going back on to college football, uh, one of the best games that me and my past guest Jordan Miller were talking about was the number five LSU and the number seven Florida game and that ended with LSU beating the undefeated Florida Gators by the score of 42 to 28. LSU came in with 21 unanswered points to win the game. Um, I just want to ask you your comments on that game.
1: Well, I mean, LSU showed up in the second half, and they kind of just, they're like, all right, this is ours now. What are you going to do about it? And it just kicked them in the dirt. They I mean, just beat them everywhere. That's
0: I weird. mean, one thing that we talked about last week on the podcast was, is Florida the real deal? And this game showed that they are still not.
1: Well, I do think they're the real deal, but I don't think it's their year. I think next, well, yeah. year, I think next year they're going to be legitimate contenders, but just... Not this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, even so, they are going up against LSU, who is... In Death Valley. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat them. Um, Definitely, like, I I agree with you that it's definitely not going to be their year next year. Could be their year. We'll just have to wait and see about that. Um, So now, we get on to the tradition of asking our guests about some of the games and who they think is going to win. Let's see here. We have number 23, Iowa... Playing Purdue, and that will be in Iowa City. It's Iowa. I mean, Iowa all the way. Yeah, 100. Alrighty. By 10. I think by, 10. by 10. Alrighty. Next game we got is number 11 Auburn at Arkansas. Mm, uh,
1: I'm gonna say Auburn by three.
0: Auburn by three. Yeah. This one I shouldn't even have to ask you, because I know who you think's gonna win this game. Number six, Wisconsin at Illinois. It's Wisconsin. It's going to be a blowout.
1: In Illinois, it's going to be a blowout.
0: All righty, next game we got. Ooh, this one could be an interesting one. Number nine, Florida at South Carolina.
1: I think Florida wins. I think Florida rebounds, and they win.
0: All righty, and then let's see if we got any other games. Uh, Number two, LSU at Mississippi State.
1: LSU. LSU, but that's going to be a close game. That's going to be down-to-the-wire game, I think.
0: All righty, our first ranked game of the week. Number 12, Oregon at number 25, Washington. Washington.
1: I think Washington is going to win. At home, yeah, I think Washington wins.
0: All righty, it looks like we have, I believe, one more ranked game, and that is number 17, Arizona State at number 13, Utah.
1: Utah at home, Utah all the way.
0: Okay, actually, I found one more. That's fine. Uh, We got number 16, Michigan, at number 7, Penn State. And Penn State has Penn State. been playing really, really good this year. Penn State is always the... Well, especially since they had that whole scandal
1: thing and they got suspended from playoffs for a while. They were kind of crappy. But once they started getting back into it and having a chance, they, 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 or they're always good now. Mm-hmm. But they were good before it, and then they just had the huge scandal. Then once they got back to it, everyone started going back to Penn State and... Now they're winning again,
0: and now we move into the professional spectrum of the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys have dropped their third straight, and I saw that you laughed because we both can do this. Uh, dropped their third straight game against the 0-4 New York Jets, 24-22. Sam Darnold had a day, going 22 for 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns, and throwing one interception. I gotta ask you. What is happening to the Dallas Cowboys cuz on paper they probably are one of the best teams in the NFL.
1: It's a rough one. I mean, honestly, at the beginning of the season they played their first 3 games against some of the, like the one of the wor- like three of the worst teams out there and they won the, those te- those games like they should and then they started teams with playing teams with actual like talent and they lost. And Jets are a sleeper. Je- I do believe Very J- yes, uh, very, very highly. A sleeper like once they actually figure it out figured out with how young they are. They will be good. Like, probably not this year, probably not next year, but two years from now, they're going to be good. They'll They'll be playoff contenders. I don't know how far they'll go because it will depends on what they do towards the end of the season, but they'll get to the playoffs in two years.
0: I mean, they have one of the best running backs in the NFL, Le'Veon Bell. You also have a young, upcoming quarterback, Sam Darnold. Yep. And even so, on defense, you have probably, arguably, the best safety in the game of Jamal Adams. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see... I I definitely thought the Jets would be doing better than they are this year. I did, too. I mean, honestly, I thought they were going to be... I didn't think they were going to
1: be doing all that well this year, but I didn't think they'd start 0-4. But
0: it happens. So now that the Cowboys have dropped three straight, I got to ask the question, because every single week it gets worse and worse and worse and lower and lower and lower. What is Dak Prescott's worth and is... An MVP candidate?
1: Absolutely not for the MVP candidate, and he's getting grossly overpaid, and it's showing. Uh, I mean, the guy had one good year, and that was his freshman year, and I and I knew it right away as soon as I saw the kid play. I was like, yeah, he's gonna have one or two good years, and then he's gonna be t- and then he's gonna be crap. He's gonna be a ca- Kaepernick. He's a one show pony. And everyone can figure it out, especially in this day and age when there's so many analytics, so much film study. As soon as you see a guy like
0: that, if you can't make adjustments, which he hasn't, he will lose. I mean, I definitely think he is an average quarterback. I don't really think of him as a Colin Kaepernick, but I definitely see your point with that. His freshman season is one of the best out of any rookie quarterbacks. Then again, well... I take that back because Mahomes last year, well, Mahomes, his rookie year. No, he wasn't a rookie was, last year. He wasn't. No, he was. because he no, he had a year behind Kirk Cousins,
1: and then he took over. and Latin, uh, Last year was his second season, but it was his debut season.
0: Well, yeah, but according, it's a really weird thing about like NFL. Like he did not start a game, so, so he like was they still
1: technically a rookie. Yeah, okay.
0: it's it's really weird. Um, but I mean, with that. I mean, how do you think Mahomes is doing so far this year? Well, do you think he's going to top what? He, do you think he's going to bounce back and top what he did last year, or do you think he's really going to stay around the same? I don't think he's going to top
1: what he did last year. I think he's going to stay about the same. Maybe make it more interesting down the road, or be something different because it's starting to show. At least in the last two games, uh, that people are starting to figure him out, or not—not not really him out, but how to play his offense well, mm-hmm. uh, how to just disrupt it and with the disruptions he's not able to make as many plays as he used to. But as soon as he gets open or can make a play, he makes the play.
0: I like that point that you just made that teams are now starting to figure him out. That was the big thing about last year is no team could figure out how to stop Mahomes. And the one team that I knew was going to be able to kind of stop Mahomes was going to be the Patriots, of course Bill Belichick. Arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, coach in NFL history. Yeah. I mean, you—it's hard to stop Belichick. You really, because he's just—he's a genius at what he does.
1: I mean, it definitely showed in last year's Super Bowl. I mean, come on, a team that averaged thirty points a game, and he held them to what three? Mm-hmm. I mean, just, oh, I don't I mean, want to replay that Super Bowl. <laughs> that ever was such again. a crappy Super Bowl. Watching it, I was so bored. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, that was probably the best coaching performance of his entire career. I mean. A team that averaged 30 points a game, mm-hmm. and he held
0: them to three. I mean, you also have to understand, both of those teams were probably the best teams in each conference. Oh, easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. All right, so next up, we got to talk about Packers. Yeah. Packers-Lions game. Oh, man, this was way too close for comfort. Yeah, way too close. And I'll tell you what, I saw a tweet the other day, and I could not stop laughing about it because it is honestly true. It was a video of Darius Shepard who made two crucial errors in the game versus the Lions, and the tweet was: "Aaron Rodgers hates his wide receivers more than his own family right now." I mean, they dropped a lot of balls. They it was really surprising
1: did. Like how many times they blew, like blew the game. Like if they catch half the balls that they dropped, we're blowing them out by ten points. But if they, since they didn't, it's a, that close of a game. And, like, I know people are going to pull up the, uh, the ref errors. I mean, but, come on. Uh, the Packers have had terrible refs in the past years, too. There's always at least one game a week where it's screwed by the refs. And we don't even know because, come on, the Lions have control of the game. And in the second half, they had 50 total yards, maybe, mm-hmm. and – like two field goals. They scored one touchdown the entire game. You can't win like that.
0: That's exactly what we're going to talk about. So I'm glad that you went over that. Um, and, yeah, I I do you think, because I know the refs are really hurting the betting game for NFL. Um, so I just got to, because I want you to go on with what you're talking about, like for refs. How do you feel like that is? Because even so, one thing that just popped in my head that Monday night football game, remember when the college referees had to step in for NFL refs? Oh, geez. Are you talking about the, the Seattle Mary? one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I – because someone was like, Packers fans shouldn't feel sorry about this because of that. And I, I was like, I don't know about that. Now, the two illegal hands to the face, or illegal use of hands, first one I definitely think was a penalty. Second one, yeah. I think they got screwed. I I agree there. The
1: First one, it looked like he got to the neck. And he definitely hit the face at one point during it, but it looked like he got to the next. Second one, it didn't really look like he was doing much. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, again, they made the call, and they can't do anything about it. But, I mean, that's the beauty of the game. Like, in every sport, the refs are going to fail.
0: I mean, it, we see that with MLB constantly. Well, Angel they, Hernandez. It was, like, over,
1: like, 10,000 uh, missed calls mm-hmm. for the MLB season. Like, It happens. I'm sorry, but that is sports. It's about failure and then the times you succeed. And if you get screwed by the refs, that's just part of the game.
0: It's a very good point. Very good point. Um, well, now let's go on to a big, big news drop this week. So the Rams trade away their cornerback, Marcus Peters, to the Ravens for linebacker Kenny Young. The secondary for the Ravens is looking good, but. The Rams made an even bigger splash later on that afternoon, I believe, and it's where they got Jalen Ramsey. That is a humongous splash for them. Jalen Ramsey is arguably one of the best upcoming cornerbacks in the game. How do you think this is going to affect the Rams and help them later on this season? I think
1: it's definitely going to help them. It'll probably increase their playoff chances or, well, contenders for the Super Bowl or getting where they want to. I don't think it's going to make that huge of a difference, though, mainly just because, I mean, it's literally only one player. It'll depend on how they use him, but it's going to make a good difference, especially in clutch moments where, like, if it's the Texans and they know they're going to their best wide receiver, they just take Jalen and put him on that guy. So it'll, it'll affect it, but I don't think it's going to make a massive difference. It's going to make a difference on three or four plays, and those three or four plays will make the difference in a couple games.
0: All righty, and then one thing that we've talked about multiple times on the podcast, and we talked about last week how the league's becoming a quarterback-dominant league, but not only is Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson playing at an elite MVP level this season, we also have a running back, Christian McCaffrey, who's putting up some historic numbers. So I got to ask you, do you think this award is possible to go to Christian McCaffrey, or is it so... The fact that it's become such an NFL quarterback dominant league that the MVP has to go to a quarterback. Uh,
1: I think it, it might go to if he keeps everything up. It's going to go to him, just so that they can have a little variation in what's going on, just so they don't make a quarterback every goddamn every year. But I don't know. He's going to have to keep up those numbers. But as of right now, he's putting up some ridiculous numbers. So you never know. It could be. Really interesting to watch.
0: I mean, I have him in fantasy, and that dude <laughs> yeah. gets me like 30, 40 points a game. Oh, that was one hell of a pick right there. I know. It was a uh, oh, – I forget what pick it was. I think I got him at like three. I don't know how I got him there. Um, actually, no, I do because someone drafted Zeke first overall. Okay. I don't – well, it's also because I was in a Cowboys fan uh, fantasy league, Fair which enough. makes yeah. it enough sense there. Um, moving on, though, to MLB – the Nationals sweeping the Cardinals to go to their first ever World Series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ironically, the next day, Bryce Harper's birthday. Yeah. Um, I just want to ask you. What do you think of this national team? Because they have done a complete 180 from the start of the season. Yeah. I believe they started 4-19. They're
1: the only team in history to be 12 games below 500 at one point during the season and make it to the World Series.
0: I mean, it's just insane. Juan Soto's gone off. Anthony Rendon's gone off. Gone off. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg. All these guys are going off. So I got to ask you, going up against this monster in the AL, whoever it may be, because it's yeah. going to be a monster. Yeah. Both teams in the ALCS, which we'll get into here in a second, are very, very good teams. So I want to ask you, how do you go up against that? Because you have the Astros, who have not only one of the best rotations in MLB, but as well in one of the best all-around lineups. And then you have the New York Yankees, who have one of the best bullpens in the league, and as well a team that can just hit the crap out of the baseball. Yeah.
1: I think if the national if their pitching like starting pitching shows up like it did in the NLCS, I think they have a legitimate shot at winning. I don't know if they will, but if their pitching does show up, it's gonna be a really fun series to watch. And like for that series, the NLCS, the Cards Cardinals straight up did not deserve to mm-hmm. be in the playoffs. They didn't. They played well above where they're supposed to. They played the Braves, who are notorious for choking in the last couple of years, and did again, and it really showed. They got swept and didn't even look like it was a game at any one point. I mean, it took them until the fourth game in the series, the game where they were eliminated, to get their first actual RBI, and it was on a home run.
0: Mm-hmm. And they well, even so, they almost they were very close to coming back yeah, in true. that game three. Now. Moving on to the ALCS, when we are recording this on Thursday, Game 4 will be playing right now, so we won't know until this goes up who is going, if it's going to keep going in the series, or if the Astros are going to go. So at this point right now, when we're recording this, who do you think is going to go to the World Series, and how do you think they're going to fare?
1: I think it's going to be the Yankees. I I do really think it's going to be the Yankees. Because I mean, they lost the first game at home. They're not going to lose this game at home. And then there's one game at Houston, one game at in Yankee at uh, in uh, in New York, and then it's going back to Houston. And I truly do believe that the Yankees in one of those games at Houston, they're going to take it to Houston and they're going to beat them at Houston. I don't think in the next two home games for the Yankees that they're going to lose. And to me, it really proved like especially the the series for the. For the Rays with the A's, it proved to me that the that Houston could not win on the road. And I think the game uh, last time, was it Mon- no, Tuesday, I think? I think it was a fluke that they won that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played their ass off and they hit the ball out of the ballpark, but I think it was a fluke and I don't think it's going to happen again.
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be definitely interesting because both teams are great teams. Both are notorious in their own position. But we want to talk about another guy who's notorious in his position position that's joe madden he just got signed by the los angeles angels now what i have read is in all of his career he's gone to 19 post seasons i gotta ask do you think this is the answer to where the angels are going to start making comebacks and hopefully get trout that world series one day i don't think it's the only answer but it's going to be something
1: it's definitely the start of where they need to go. They need to get younger. They need to get holes to retire for one. They need to get a better pitching rotation. They need to get better overall. But it looks like they're going to be a lot better now that Maddens there. I don't think it's their. I don't think he's going to be their uh, knight in shining armor, but he's definitely going to be someone that propels them to the next level. They just I think they do need a true ace, ace. Like, not Otani, but a true ace that can hold down a position in the rotation and that can always give you a quality start. Maybe if they want to, they go after Cole in the offseason if he mm-hmm. doesn't resign because if they if they can get Cole, they will be a legitimate contender. But they just they need to get that one solid pitching
0: piece to be good again. Now, do you think when Otani comes back from his surgery that he's going to be even better than we saw him back when he was in Japan? Or do you think he's now going to start going down and his hitting's ne- needing to go up?
1: I think his hitting's going to go up. I, don't think, I think he's going to start to stagnate as a pitcher and that his hitting's going to go up. But, I mean, again, you never know for that because a lot of that for coming back from that type of stuff is mentality. And But at the same time, you never know. Like Jimmy Nelson for the Brewers, he's not going to come back the same player. Mm-hmm. He's not. It's just not going to happen. What, what happened to his... Shoulder and arm, like, it it screwed him. Like, he won't be coming back as the same Jimmy Nelson that he was. Mm -hmm. But you never know.
0: All right. Well, now moving on to the NBA. uh, The preseason is well underway. But the biggest topic right now. China. Yes. The NBA, the China relationship, and the Hong Kong scenario. So, I don't know if you want to go into it a little bit more.
1: why not? Uh, From, like, in – in LeBron's defense, like, we're going to start here. In LeBron's defense, if he says something detrimental, he might lose out on a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Which, let's all be honest here, if that man, if that money is even managed crappily, like, just blowing it all away, that can still last his family five generations. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get why he wouldn't say anything, or, well, why he said what he said, but he really shouldn't have, because... Like he had the opportunity, like he, for a player like him, he can go anywhere at any time and get money. And
0: if Nike lost him, they'd probably be losing money. Mm-hmm. And at oh, one hundred percent, he's oh, like one of their best athletes yeah. in this generation.
1: And at the same time, for what he said, like the man kind of regards himself as like a social justice warrior or someone that stands up against oppression, and like oppression in the United States, by and calling Trump supporters uneducated calling him a hack but getting away from that like in a lot of that stuff is debunked for police brutality I mean it happens of course and it happens with more frequency to them but it's not on the level that he's saying it is and it's not as bad as it is because on most of the time it's black on black but all right we shouldn't be talking about that either way he had an opportunity to stand up to true oppression true like terrible things that are happening to people and he decided not to and he decided to side with the spot that was going to give him money and i mean he sold out he he did there's no if ands or buts about it like that is the definition of selling out for what he did i mean i 100 percent get why he did it because for family and everything but at the same time he had a legitimate opportunity to truly stand for something and he didn't and at the same time like it kind of makes you like I lost a lot of respect in him for that because, and I hate to say this, but I I kind of respect Kaepernick. Like I hate what he did and how he kneeled for the anthem. I really do hate that. But at the same time, when the chips were down, he stood up for what he believed in and he stuck to it. When the chips were down for LeBron, he backed out, and he just and he didn't do anything. And I at that at this point, it's kind of like. All right. Well, everyone knows you true colors. You're just a puppet. He's just a puppet
0: now. Now, I want to ask you while we're talking about this situation. What do you think for Daryl for Daryl Morey um, in his tweet? What do you think about that? I mean, I think it was right. I don't know about him for what he for how he
1: said it. But at this point, with what's going on over there, I agree with the guy. Free Hong Kong. Like, help him. Like, Christ, what's going on over there is terrible. But, I mean, at the same time, he is a GM, and he probably shouldn't be
0: talking anything political. Mm-hmm.
1: But also, the man's standing up for his beliefs, mm-hmm. and you respect that.
0: Now, the biggest controversial thing in this is the relationship between China and the NBA itself. NBA has partnered with China multiple, multiple years. They send a lot of money towards China to help them with basketball and all of this. So I want to ask you, what is now that relationship going to entail with China and the NBA, and do you think that's going to hurt the basketball there?
1: I don't think it's going to hurt the basketball there, but it's going to gonna hurt the basketball in America, I think, because probably not as many Chinese prospects are going to come over. We're not going to get as many games over there if we even have any, but it shouldn't do all that much to the NBA because they're, they're a billion dollar company and they're gonna lose maybe a couple billion. Like, they'll be fine. But at the same time, it's just kinda like, all right. Just, it's, at, at this point, really, it's like, all right, who are you gonna believe, or who are you gonna stand with? Are you gonna stand with communism and what the hell's going on over there, or are you gonna stand up for free, 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 uh, geez, for free speech and stick up for the people who are rioting?
0: I mean, that's interesting that you say that, especially with the fact that there is a humongous fandom and a humongous following of NBA basketball in China. Yeah. It it definitely is going to be interesting how this all develops. It's definitely an interesting scenario and what a lot of like broadcasters I know They don't really like to talk about these topics because it's a very controversial topic. So it's a
1: career ender topic. mm -hmm. It's like, it's a, well, I mean, I guess you could say it's a Kaepernick topic. It's something that if you really do approach and approach it a lot, that it could end your career.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that was the big thing with Kaepernick. Do I think, and this is the only time usually I'll give a political view on this show, do I think Colin Kaepernick deserves an NFL job? Maybe as a backup, but then you have to think again how much money he's asking for. That's not a backup salary. That's not a backup salary. Do I think Colin Kaepernick is still a decent quarterback? Yes, I still think he's a decent quarterback. But I don't think... I think he's got his value and his worth in the NFL wrong. Back when he went to the Super Bowl, heck yeah, that's his worth. He led his team to the Super Bowl 100% understand. At this point, no, that's not his worth, unfortunately. I definitely think... I think it's definitely wrong that, I well, okay, I think it's wrong and right that some teams are not giving him this opportunity. But I feel like at the same time, when he resigned from the 49ers, that just solidified that he doesn't want to play. And that was the number one big thing with my concern. He had money on the table for the 49ers. And I, I don't know why he did that. I definitely, I 100% understand and I get it that he wants to stand up for this, and I think it's awesome that he's standing up for his cause and, like you said, believing in his cause when the chips are down. But the one thing I hate about sports nowadays is it's all about politics. Sports should be just where you get away from that because— You're playing a game. You're not doing anything. Right. Have fun with the game. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we were taught as kids. We were playing baseball. They're like, go have fun. Let this be— where you take your mind off the world and whatever's happening in your personal life and just play the game. Yeah, just play the that's game. the beauty of sports. And now it feels like, in this day of age, all we talk about is politics. Well,
1: because they're so intertwined. I want to say they're intertwined, but there's so much popularity mm-hmm. on certain players that a lot of people look to them and are like, all right, what do you think? Yeah, like, I mean, that's what value... kids in
0: LeBron James... Yeah. LeBron James, he is a role model for so many kids. The school that he... Uh, yeah the school A started awesome idea I love it and then these kids are like oh that's awesome but then he does this and they're like oh that's what I'm gonna think and that's the one thing that really like irritates me is because people should have their opinions right yes and everyone because like these kids they look up to LeBron and 100% I look I will say I look up to LeBron he is like one of the best I personally believe and this is My belief, LeBron is the greatest player ever in NBA basketball. Very debatable, especially Jordan, definitely up there for sure. But I think what LeBron has brought to the league is like that of no other. That's going to be my say in the whole LeBron thing. um, But it's definitely going to be interesting how this all plays out with the NBA. Now, the last topic we're going to go to is with NHL, and that is with the Dallas Stars. Oh sweet Jesus, it is not going good for the Dallas Stars. They have dropped last night they dropped at the time this was recorded, they dropped yet another game. I believe now on the year they have one win. It might increase by the time this podcast goes up, but I highly doubt that. So I don't know how much you follow hockey, but I just want to ask you from a team's perspective, what do you do in this scenario when no one's scoring, your defense is playing horrible. Now Ben Bishop is still keeping them in this game in their games, but he's getting older and more injury prone. So I got to ask you, what do you do in that scenario? Uh, for hockey, it was just
1: for especially when I played, it's just more of a if everything wasn't going your way, you just kept on playing. because mm-hmm. en- eventually the, like no matter how much, how bad it got, there was always going to be one play. One play a game usually where if it went your way, everything was back to normal.
0: I mean, and that's the same with baseball if you think about it because the best team in baseball doesn't usually win the World Series. It's the team that catches fire at the right moment. And that was with the St. Louis Blues last year. They were last place and, sure enough, caught fire in the playoffs. They swept the Lightning, the number one season, and
1: just went on a tear throughout the rest of the playoffs.
0: I mean, it was, was, as a Stars fan – it's definitely not fun to watch when Ben Bishop puts up fifty saves in a game and it's still not enough. But the Blues, that is just a prime example. You know, I, I definitely think the stars are one of the best teams on paper, but it is not looking good to, to start figure off. It
1: out. They out, uh, either chemistry wise, on the on the ice wise, or just playing down like playing up, just batting down the hatches, say, All right, let's get this done. And just play their heart and soul out, because at this point they're just not. Their defense isn't there. Their goalie's still standing on his head, mm-hmm. which is the only thing keeping them in the game. And their offense just straight up is not getting the job done. Maybe they ha- have to have a team meeting or something, but something needs to change right now. Maybe the attitude, maybe a certain person on a line, switch out the lines, do something. But it needs to change
0: right now. I mean, especially when you have your captain Jamie Ben, who is not doing anything this season i believe he's only scored one goal so far that's very underwhelming for your team to look upon your captain and say he's not playing good what now do we do it's definitely going to be an interesting season for the dallas stars just to see if they can come back but i think this is going to wrap up another episode of the max danielson show cody thank you again so much for coming on any last remarks no i mean no Thanks for having me. No problem, man. And as always, we thank you for watching. Special shout-out to our sponsors, Monkey Sports and Gages Granite. Go give them a shout-out. Check them out. They are awesome people locally in the DFW Metroplex. And as always, thank you for watching, and have a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or a good evening to you wherever or whenever you may be watching. Thank you.